The, the Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also in the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, the Gospel of the Lord. Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, give us your spirit that your word do its work today in our lives. Let it continue to shape us and give us faith and indeed call us to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hear a lot of calling today. The call of Samuel, the call of the Apostle Paul to be stewards of the gospel, the call of the disciples. And here tomorrow, we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day and think about all the calls of amazing people throughout the church and history. So, what about your call? When you think about a call today, sorry, I know this is a little hokey, but we got to be contextual. When we think of a call, we think of these babies. And thank goodness we have caller ID. <laughs> because when you get this one, no answer, right? Do you answer those? I hope not. It's important that we know who's calling and why. Because when we get this one, we usually press that red button. So it is important that we know who is calling. And I wonder if you've got a sense in the faith of your baptism that Jesus called you and continues to do so. This is a powerful thought to think that with all the billions of people in the world and to think about all the things in life that ultimately you received a call from Jesus. And so we look at 
What's he up to? What do we see in the call of the disciples? Maybe that'll share something with us about what we're called to do. Now, let's just look at some verbs. When Jesus calls his disciples, we often think about what we're supposed to do immediately. But his call, look at he decides, he finds, <laughs> he finds Nathaniel, he speaks, he sees Philip under the fig tree, he answers. Jesus is very active in this call and in this story, and he's doing the work. Of course, we want to make ourselves the focus a lot of times. And in fact, I think it's really cute that Nathaniel says, Come, we found the one whom Moses and the law and the prophet. We found him. We, you know, like, really? You he, no, actually, he found you. He found you. Jesus says it. And as much really clearly, um, in the Gospel of John, he says, if I can get this puppy to work, oh, no, I went way too far now. Go back to the John passage if you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, there we go. No, 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 no. Further, further, further. Anyway, I'll just tell you what it says. So, in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I chose you. You didn't choose me. So, think about all the verbs, and Jesus is at work. He's um, the actor, and he's claiming us. He's electing us. He's choosing us. And we want to think about our call immediately like we've got to decide, and we've got to respond, and we've got to go to the invitation. There's some truth to that, but let's start with how active Jesus is. And even today, as you're hearing his word, he's choosing you. He's electing you. I'm not looking forward to this election year, not even in the littlest bit, but I get to tell you something, that today is election day, and he's voting for you. Jesus has chosen you, and you might say, well, there's nothing special about me, and that's good, because there wasn't anything special about the people he chose. So if you don't think you're that special, you're just the right one for Jesus. He elects, he chooses, and what we do is we go, okay, really, Lord? So what do the disciples say? They say some amazing things. The first thing that they say, according if we, even before what we heard today, John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb of God, which, now that's pretty right on, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But then Nathanael is found by Jesus, and then he says that Jesus is the one that Moses and the law had prophesied. And certainly Jesus is that. He is the one um, that is talked about. So he's this prophet that the people were expecting. Well, Philip, when he sees Jesus finally, after he's, you know, offended that Jesus doesn't have the right pedigree, he says, wow, you are the Son of God, 
right on, the king of Israel. So now you see we've got the prophet that Moses talked about, and now we've got the king like King David. And so we're getting these two great messianic expectations, and you should know that the people didn't just want a king that would get rid of the Romans. They also wanted a spiritual leader like Moses. And so here they think maybe Jesus is the one. But then Jesus says something quite amazing. He says um, that, oh, you say that because I saw you under the fig tree, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Okay, that is as clear as milk, right? I mean, you now completely understand what's going on. But if we, if we do just a little bit of help here, this is going to be really cool for you. Well, first the term Son of Man. That comes from Daniel, Daniel 7. I saw this vision, Daniel says, and one like the Son of Man who came to Ancient of Days and he was presented before God. This is like this angel of the Lord figure. This, um, this is no human, just human figure. This is a Son of Man. This is like the Messiah, um, but more than just a human Messiah. And so the Son of Man term, even though it talks about man, is actually the divine term. So he uses the divine term, and then he refers to this angel's ascending and descending thing. Well, what is that? That goes back to, remember, Jacob's dream and Jacob's ladder? He has this dream where he sees this ladder, and the angels are ascending and descending on it, and where is the Lord? The Lord stood above it, or actually, in the Hebrew, it could be in the midst of it. So look what Jesus is doing here. I mean, this is really exciting. He brings up the Son of Man, and he brings up this theophany where the angels are ascending and descending, this appearance of God. So in essence, what he's saying is it isn't just a prophet that's calling you today. It isn't just a king of Israel. No, this is God, God's self calling you. When you hear from Jesus, you are hearing from God Almighty. Are you going to pick up the call now? I mean, just think. I mean, you think about all the sports analogies you could do, but you're sitting on the bench and the coach gets up and says, you're in, Crabtree. You're in. I don't see you guys jumping up to answer the call yet, though. Because you're smart. Because now that we know who's calling, what's God going to say? What's He going to say to us in this amazing call? Is He going to um, say, you know, you really blew it yesterday? I've been calling and calling, and you don't answer. Is he going to say, you should have, you could have, you would have, you better, you must? 
Is he going to point out all the mistakes and, and kind of give us a good, you know, correction? If that's what's going to happen, I'm not sure I want to pick up that call. And now I've got to do a little footnote. <laughs> because most people in the world think that's what Christianity is, is rules and regulations, do's and don'ts, and that's what the church is about, is propagating those. And they may be good do's and don'ts, but that's what the church is. And a lot of people think, well, you know what? I'm a pretty good person. Why do I need to go to church and just get more of that? Because I'm doing the best I can. You see, that's what they think the church is. That's what they think the call of God is to, is just a law, a rule. This is what now I want you to do. But actually, Jesus' call in our lives is so much more than that. And the church is here to give you that call. And what's on the other side of that call, the voice is like we've been talking about now for a number of weeks, is not a voice of judgment. Maybe it's there first, but what then comes flooding into us is, you're my child. I've chosen you. I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. I want you on my team. I love you. That's what the voice is. And that's what we are here to get today. And that's what we've been put on this earth to do is to give people that word of forgiveness and grace in Christ Jesus. To give people the word that, you know what, we are all going to die, but death has lost its sting because Jesus won the victory over death, and now he wants to give that to all people, to everyone. I mean, whether it's sub-freezing temperatures or not, he would love to have every spot in this pew and out there into the parking lot filled so that I, because you have commissioned me to do this, could tell them about what God did in Jesus. That's why you get up in the morning. That's why you come to this meal. So you just get that back into your soul and your heart because the world is going to snatch it away. A lot of you don't need to be here to be a good person in the world's standards. In fact, as I know most of you, you're probably doing just fine. But I want to tell you today that God wants to make you completely whole and right in Christ Jesus. His word is peace and grace to you. Know that today. Believe that. That's the call, is to believe this promise. A quick story to finish. In my first parish, I had had a little bit of a car accident. Somebody had ran a stop sign and hit me, and I was kind of banged up. And so I needed massage therapy, you know, and all of that. And there was a family in our congregation that had kind of a health thing, and they had you know, massages and stuff. So, so I was going to go there and, you know, get worked on. And I showed up one day, and this family had a little girl. She was like in first grade. And she was excited to see me, and I said, hi, how's it going? You know, and then the attendant, you know, had me go back into the room, and I got all undressed, ready for my massage, and got set up. But unbeknownst to me, she went and found her mom, 
who was also working in the back and said, Mom, Mom, come and see, come and see. She said, what, what, what? God is here. (laughs) And she said, well, of course, I know God is here, honey. He's always here with us. No, 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 really, God is here. What are you talking about? And she grabbed her mom's hand. And she took her mom, and she started to open that door, and, and mom almost got to see God in all of God's glory. <laughs> Come and see God. Come and see, not me. Come and see God. In all of God's glory in Christ Jesus. Hear that call. And that call is one is, I love you. I forgive you. Be my child. Cling to that promise. Come and see. So I don't know. I think we could probably be like that little girl. Come and see. Look what we have been given in Christ. Amen.